What up, Love Quest Nation? You are listening to our latest episode of the Good Life Support Group, recorded live at our beautiful location in Vancouver, BC. So come on in and join the conversation led by our founding and lead pastor, Pastor Terrence Richmond. Enjoy. God is super good. I'm, I got a whole lot on my mind right now. And so thank God we got three support groups to get it all out. I want to say hello to my wonderful wife, Pastor Julia. Um, the Bloom Day, it's, it's Bloom Day, not, not Doomsday. I'm finding it very hard to be somber this weekend. I'm finding it very hard to be defeated this weekend. And the more I live in Jesus Christ, I'm finding it very hard to live defeated. I think it's very, you got to want to be defeated. Many people say they want victory, but we don't make the corresponding choices to live in victory. And let me help you guys. Victory is so much more than a big check. I'm talking about real victory has everything to do with every part of you victorious. Your mind, or shall I say your soul, your spirit, and your body is all prospering. That's victory. That's what Jesus died for. Jesus did not die for you to have a super dope career. Jesus died for you to prosper in the midst of darkness. You can be around depression, but depression can't hop on you. You can be around anxiety, but anxiety will be no part of you. You can be around foolishness, but foolishness will be no part of you. And that's the beauty. Watching people so stressed out in this time. I'm like, man, like, I can, I can help you out. I know somebody. You ain't got to be this stressed out. You ain't got to be this angry. You ain't got to call cops on everybody that's fellowshipping. We was baptizing yesterday, and the cops came too late. We, everybody got dipped, so it was, it, was, it, was, it was too late. It was too late. Party over, like, whatever. What you talking about? We ain't did nothing. But somebody has the audacity to call the cops and say there's people not wearing masks. Well, they're exempt. And if you really care, go ask them. And then they're like, they're that close. I'm like, listen, let me tell you something. If, we get a, if I get a ticket for, for fellowshipping, that is one of the best tickets you could get. If I get a ticket for loving my neighbor, that's one of the best tickets. Man, we fall in for some crazy stuff. Like, you getting a ticket now? Somebody called. Where I'm from, you don't get called. What we get the police called on us for? And you calling the police on me because I'm hugging somebody you don't even know if we friends or not. You don't even know if we live together or not. And then the cops got to do their job. So thank God for the cops. 
But we are in an amazing time. You know why? Because people are looking for hope. Folks don't know what to do. People that have put their hope in the government and in the world right now is on edge. But people that put their hope in Jesus right now is so exciting. It's so Anybody else excited? Man. So today we're going to have a support group. Easter style. Well, you know what happened on Easter? He got up. So I'm going to do less sitting down. Why? Because he got up. Amen. The tomb has been, let, let, me, let me just start real quick. Today is bloom. We just called it bloom. From the womb to the tomb, from the tomb to the bloom. There, there has to be a point in your life you experience blooming. A person who is blooming has a healthy, energetic, and attractive appearance. Talk about bloom for a minute, okay? A person who is blooming has a healthy, energetic, and attractive appearance. Bloom also means the peak or ideal moment for something. Say peak. Say ideal. It's the peak or ideal moment for something. So if today is bloom day, that means that it's time for something to crack for me. I believe some things is hatching today. I hear some eggs cracking. I hear some new things coming out and busting out in your life. peak or ideal moment for something. To bloom is a state or time of beauty, freshness, and vigor to appear or occur unexpectedly. Can I read this again, Anna? Can I read this again? It's a state or time of beauty. Say there's a time for beauty. <laughs> right, right. There's a time for beauty. He says, be not weary in well-doing, for if you faint not in what? Due season. There is a due season. There is a time. So those whose hope is in Christ, we understand that this moment of darkness is just a moment of what? Time. But weeping may endure for what? Night, but joy comes in the what? Morning. He turned my morning into what? Dancing. There's always a time for beauty. And then not only beauty, but freshness. I don't care how, 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 how stale you feel. I don't care how down you feel. There is in Christ a moment of freshness in your life. It's a moment of vigor. He will bring vitality to your reality if you want to hear what I'm talking about. To appear or occur, this is key right here, what? Unexpectedly. Did they expect Jesus to raise? But he did what? Tell them. And I don't know who's in here still stuck in between, still wrestling, still frustrated. Some of you in here frustrated and wrestling and you know better. Which means you're choosing to wrestle. You don't have to wrestle, just surrender. Tap out on your flesh. And understand 
that God has something unexpectedly waiting for you. And when it shows up, you just got to be ready for it. They wasn't ready for Jesus to raise, rise, even though he promised them he would. How many people in here, God promised you, but you're not expecting? He promised you. You remember, Troy, when you and your wife moved here? You heard from the Lord. Then you got here, you was like, it would, was that the Lord, though? Was that God? I've been, me, me, me and my wife and I have been walking through. Troy leaves Winnipeg with his family in leap of faith. People have postponed moving across the country and going towards things they thought was their dreams. Only to position themselves for God's dream for your life. And the moment we met, we mess up the moment we stop listening. Troy comes here, he heard God say go, now all he has to hang on to is what? God said go. It don't matter if I got the job right now, it don't matter if I'm in a comfortable house right now, it don't matter if I ain't eating how I want to eat, God told me to come and he going to work it out. So until he work it out, I'm going to keep doing my part, I'm going to keep on trusting, I'm going to keep on worshiping, and God will come through. And hearing all the breakthrough and all the favor and certain things that's happening and he and his wife life they just give birth to a nice little boy and God is prospering that man's family and we can go on and on and on and on of how God is moving in the surrendered life I'll say it again how God is moving in the surrendered life Bloom is a state or time of high development, high development, intense development, or achievement to flourish in youthful beauty. Say youthful beauty. See, everybody wants youthful beauty. That's why all these cosmetic companies making so much money because folks getting cream to work out the, the, the little wrinkles. They just want youthful. Trying to put a stop on the wrinkles, on the wrinkles. Wrinkles is beautiful in Jesus, in Jesus' name. Freshness or excellence. Freshness or excellence. Before I go forward, I want to ask a question. I want to ask a question. And for the production team, I'm going to give some people a chance to answer um, before I move forward. scripture really quickly why then old Jacob would you ever complain why Danny why Effie why why Adam why would you ever complain and my chosen Israel why would you say Yahweh isn't paying attention to my situation if you was honest how many people ever felt like God wasn't even tripping on you Yahweh isn't paying attention to my situation. He doesn't care. He has lost all interest in what happens to me. Anybody ever feel lonely before? I have. Don't you know? Haven't you been listening? Yahweh 
is the one and only. Just for all you super smart people, if you see um, the mark not there in between, like don't and have, I don't want you to miss God, you know, trying to correct the word. That's just the font I chose. That's why it's happening consistency, consistently, okay? Pay attention to the Lord, not the grammar, okay? Right? Don't you know, man, people will miss the word over trying to be like, man, that's slide. Let me, folks, folks Googling, seeing if the, if the scripture right. Nah, listen to the Lord this morning or this afternoon. Haven't you been listening? Yahweh is the one and only everlasting God. Haven't you been listening that he is the one and only everlasting God, the creator of all you can see and imagine? He never gets weary or worn out. Can I get an amen? He never gets weary or worn out. I get weary sometimes of serving my wife. My wife gets weary sometimes of serving me. Sometimes we get weary of being parents. We like, go ahead, do what you want to do. My son the other day, he, he going to text me talking about, Dad, you, you, want me to come? you want me to come to church? I will. I'm like, no, nah, do what you want to do. I'm focused right now. Boy, we moved to Canada to go to church. <laughs> That's what we moved here for. That, that You don't never have to ask that question ever again. We moved away from home to go to church. That's all we can do. It's on my passport. Go to church or go back to America. You're going to get us kicked out this country, son. We all got to, if the government, if immigration come here, we all got to be here. <laughs> can I get an amen? Hey, kids will get you arrested and kicked out of some stuff. He says, the creator of all you can see and imagine, he never gets weary or worn out. My point is, people are going to get tired of being there for you. It is not humanly possible for your boo or your friend or your job to always be there for you. Only God, he is the only creator and the creator, he is the only one that can be there for you 24-7 with the same energy. He never gets tired. He never loses strength. He never loses power. He never sleeps nor slumbers. He's always there. And that's why you can't put your dependency in a government, in a job, in a friend, in a girlfriend, in fashion, in money. Because, it, hey, you'll get tired of money someday. Yeah, think and think. See, it just comes, you done got too much stuff. You, you done bought everything. That's tiring. You bought something else that you got to maintain. And we were not created to carry that level of burden. And God is saying, hey, his intelligence is unlimited. You can never outsmart God. You are never going through something so complex that God can't get you through it. <laughs> he says he is never puzzled over what to do. How many people thank God we serve a God that's never puzzled over our situation? Woo! Ain't you happy you can't trick God like you can trick your best friend? Ain't you glad you can't fool God like you can fool church folks? Ain't you glad you can't lie to God? See, you got to serve a God that there is, there is no limits, no boundaries. He's he just supreme. 
See, I can never worship or shall I say uh, believe in a God that needs God. There's great leaders out there. There's great influences. Great, 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 great. But they haven't died for me. Nor rose. Isaiah 40, he empowers the feeble and infuses the powerless. He empowers the feeble and he infuses the powerless. He empowers the feeble and infuses the powerless with increasing strength. Even young people faint and get exhausted. Hey, worship team, come up here. I want y'all to sing something. No, I'm just playing. I was just Danny going to the bathroom. I was just, I see, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Even young people faint and get exhausted. Athletic ones may stumble and fall. See, we even idolize the LeBrons, the Jordans. <laughs> we, we idolize people because of their greatness. They even stumble. They even stumble. But those who wait for Yahweh's grace will experience divine strength. Those who what? Wait. Don't try to do it on your own. Don't get so impatient that you make somebody else your savior. They will rise up on soaring wings and fly like eagles, run their race without growing weary. He's developing you. What is he doing during the pandemic? He's developing his church. So we don't have to get weary and we can run and we can grow and we can race without growing weary and walk through life without giving up. You do know that you can live a life with no give up. To live a blooming life is to live a resurrected life. To live a blooming life is to live a resurrected life. I think they want to go to Adam and Eve, the apple, the apple. To live a blooming life is to live a resurrected life. Here's the question. Are you living a life of freedom and victory? Or is the enemy beckoning you back to the dead things in your life? Are you living a life of victory? Or is the enemy beckoning you back to the dead things in your life? Do you see this? They're going to make pastor work today. All of you streaming at home. Are you living a life of freedom and victory? Or is the enemy beckoning you back to the dead things in your life? Hey, let me see. You got the question. I love you, Kalevi. 
No, don't point back. Say it. <laughs> I'm, he used to be a gangster, so I'm working, I'm working on him. He, he has trouble telling uh, people he love him, so I'm working on him. Yesterday, I told him at baptism, I was proud of him because he got baptized. And I was like, I love you. He was like, yeah, love, love, love you, love you. I was like, amen, brother. That's growth. <laughs> Here's the question that I really want to ask you. The first one was for you to ponder on. Are you living a life of freedom and victory, or is the enemy beckoning you back to the dead things in your life? Things that are dead. What, what are those things? Things that don't bring you life. The bottle. The sex addiction. Whatever it may be. The anger. Whatever it may be. Idle time. Whatever it may be. Is the enemy beckoning you back? How often is he beckoning you back? How often is your flesh in that war to try and resist. See, got, see, he got up so you don't have to live a life always resisting the devil. I'm going to say that one again. He got up so you didn't have to live a life always resisting the, the, the devil. He, he tells me to draw near to him, he'll draw near to me. Yeah, you resist the enemy and he will flee. That's a part of it. But when you renew your mind, when you walk in resurrection power, when you walk in the love of God, the enemy is not necessarily going to be able to get over on the same stuff. Like how long is the same tricks going to work? Here's the question. Someone has died for you? Someone rose for you? He's given you his spirit. He's given you his blood. He's given you his word. He's given you everything to live a prosperous, victorious life. Question. What are you willing to do to experience your bloom? What are you willing to do? Right? There's the kids that get picked on or people that get picked on and they get to a place one day where they're tired of getting picked on. There's people that fail enough, they're tired of failing. There's people that's tired of losing and they'll step up and they'll make adjustments. Or are you going to bow down and be a loser? Or are you going to bow down and be addicted? Or are you going to bow down and be angry? Or are you going to bow down and be rageful? Or are you going to bow down and be jealous? Or are you going to bow down? What are, you, what are you bowing down for? And my question is, is it worth you bowing down? Is it worth you getting up? One might be harder, but one, the one that's harder is the one that has supernatural help. You don't need Jesus to lay down and just stay on your mat. But what he's interested in is helping you get up off your mat. Question, what are you willing to do to experience your bloom? Anybody? Who's gonna be the first brave soldier? 
Listen. You asked a question just before. What was the question? Are you living a life of freedom and victory, or is the enemy beckoning you back to the dead things in your life? Constantly experiencing both. Yeah. At full force. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's wild on both ends. And I know that my biggest struggle is not listening. God is very loud. He's very loud. And when he tells us what we need to do, we have to listen. And the enemy will expose us. So for me, it's just listening. And then doing. Yeah. Yeah. Father, I lift up your son Adam and anybody else that can relate to that trouble listening trouble hearing and then trouble applying Lord I pray for supernatural strength that you just give a little little more little more push a little more a little more help a little more assistance but also surround these men and women with accountability and support so, Father, we break pride off of any person in here that struggles with pride. We break fear off of anyone in here that struggles with fear. We break insecurities off of anyone in here that struggles with insecurities. And we declare, Father, that your sons and daughters will rise up to victory and walk in their righteousness. And we thank you for it now, Lord, for that mighty man of God, Adam. Stanton, we thank you, Father, that as we will see later, many, when Jesus died, came out of their tombs and returned in the village. And I declare, Lord, that you are causing people to return to common places, but with an unusual transformation. We thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. That's the thing, listening. And he said something very interesting. Yes, he speaks in a still, small voice. At LoveQuest, he talks real loud. The Lord can get loud, but I find often he's loud when he's talking through his, his children. Right? What we do is we undermine the audible voices of his servants. And we're like, I just want to hear from God. But in this world, in chaos, in our humanity, that's why it's very important to not smother in the prophetic voice. And that's why it's very dangerous to hang around complacent believers because there's a lot of confusion where there's complacency. 
Because where there's complacency, we begin to open ourselves and we're neither left or right. We're just lukewarm. So then we just lean on grace in a very unhealthy matter. But God is speaking to his children louder than ever. And if he grants you the opportunity to keep hearing his voice over and over, he must have something so stupendous for you. And if you hear God talking to you about a very particular area over and over, you ready? That might be the root issue to everything else. God is not going to spend too much time on the fruit. He is talking to the root. Anyone else? What are you willing to do to experience your bloom? It is so, Adam. It is done. We just respond. All right, well, if the cops come and say we was trying to support people, but nobody talks, so I'm going to talk. <laughs> no. Anyone else? Right here. So I want to be around people uh, all the time, but the Lord's been calling me for many years to come away with him for a season, and uh, that's been very difficult to do, um, you know, and uh, I can love him in many different ways, but I have to be obedient to everything he calls us to, and, and uh, that stepping away from the crowd to seek him in the secret place, forego sleep, be disciplined, uh, find the ways whether you step in the wilderness, in the forest, go running, um, stay up for several hours through the night season, whatever it is, it's whatever it takes, you've got to get away, and that's what has happened to me over this last year, is I've had to get away with him to find that place. Um, you know, I got a little five-year-old at home, I got, you know, I got two boys that, it's busy. Yeah. We all have busy lives, but that's not an excuse, and you cannot continue and I've made in too many excuses over the years, and you can't, you can't allow the excuses uh, to pile up year after year after year. You've got to step out, and you've got to say, if I'm going to bloom, if I'm going to step into my destiny, uh, I've got to make him my first love. I've got to return to my first love, and I have to, uh, I have to seek him first. And uh, not just his hands for blessing, but his face for relationship. Come on. And so when you seek his face, he's been teaching me, you get in my hands also. Yeah. So um, that's, that's really, you know, what, what it takes for me and, and what I've been doing. And it, uh, I still fail miserably, you know, when he calls me to fast, I break fasts or I, I don't do it or whatever. But uh, little by little, um, as the worship leader said earlier today, the um, girl in the pink that you know, she says, hey, I messed up. I grew up in church. I messed up, but I'm still here. Uh, I'm here. I, uh, God, you haven't given up on me. I'm not dead yet. I'm not in heaven. Uh, this side of heaven is the only time I can, I can uh, live my life for you into eternity, and that's what we got to do. Amen. Thank you. Step away. Step away. 
step away. I think God is trying to help us with that because he know how hard it is for most of us. So he's like, all right, we're going to lock it down. That's why we're trying to, who knows, the Lord might be, Dr. Bonnie might be hearing from God. He told, he told Moses, go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Then he hardened Pharaoh's heart. We over here protesting, and he like, Dr. Bonnie, lock them fools down. I need them locked up. Dr. Bonnie, don't you dare open the doors for them. You better stop thinking everything the devil. We ain't getting persecuted. It's about time the church gets some muscle and figure out, understand what we call to do. Amen. So similar to what um, Pastor Julia mentioned earlier, it's also taking accountability and recognizing, um, especially for me, like what's been bothering me and what that is so that even if you don't know how to deal with it, even if it's not mentioned, it should be mentioned. And then that you can take that to, praise God, with to people that you have around you who are willing to help and to lift you up more than you are, just to bottle it up inside and, you know, let that slowly, you know, break you down, which has happened to me before. Um, yeah, so just calling it out as it is and realizing, in fact, that you have authority and that you are, in fact, a, a mighty man and woman of God and that man, has, man if not the devil, has absolutely no power over you at all yeah amen say victory is mine one more time say victory is mine come on say i can do it this resurrection life that you and i have received from god is not a timid grave tending life see we stay at the cross let me tell you something the cross is where it began but it's not where it ends we, we, the, this resurrection life you and I have received from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. We are to let dead things go, not steward dead things. We're trying to steward relationships that God has deemed already what? Dead. <laughs> throw that thing away like an old weave. Just throw it away. Find a garbage bag for it and throw it away. Tumbleweave, ain't it? Tumbleweave. <laughs> this resurrection life you and I have received from God is one of victory. It's one of flourishing. It's one of immovable confidence and abounding grace. Come on, I'm going to say it again. This resurrection life you and I have received from God is one of what? Victory, one of what? Flourishing, one of what? Immovable confidence, and one of abounding grace. This resurrection life you and I have received from God, it's one of power, love, and a sound mind. Power. Love and a what? Sound mind. That's what everybody looking for. A sound mind. People trying to find peace. Let me tell you something. I love going to the steam room. It relaxes me. But you can't be in there that long to get peace. You can only meditate on top of a mountain so long. You can only get so... We're looking for temporary fixes. For an, eternal, for an eternal problem. Philippians 4 says, For I'm 
trained in the secret of overcoming all things. Wow. Do you see this, Kalepi? He says, I'm trained in the secret. It's a secret to overcome all things. And I'm trained in the secret of overcoming all things, whether in fullness or in hunger. And I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. See, see, Troy, this is where we, we, we got to really grow. is because there's some things that we believe we can't overcome. There's some things that we face and we wait till the storm passes instead of standing in the storm, growing, embracing the moment. And storms come and, and, and storms come and they highlight your imperfections, your weaknesses, your insecurities, and your insufficiencies. But if you actually operate in a storm the way you're supposed to, when you come out of the storm, you should be better than when you went in the storm. Amen. First, I am self-sufficient in crisis sufficiency. This is what he says. I am self-sufficient in crisis sufficiency. Here's the training. This training teaches you how to let go of things you have no control over. Let me help you. Some of your, tr your stress comes from you trying to control stuff that's out of your control. And you spend energy wanting it to change. I'm talking about not only eliminating yourself out the equation, but actually getting rid of the desire for it to change. See, it's a waste of energy if I keep wanting you to change and wanting you to change and wanting you to change. And you're like, well, I don't want to change. Well, it's too hard to change. Well, I don't want you to change. And I want you to change. At some point, guess what I got to do? I have to master the ability to say, you take as long as you want, but I can no longer put my desire towards your change. I put it at the altar and leave it to God. See, when you lay stuff at the altar, you also lay the desire down. And what you do is you pick up his desire for that person versus your desire for your convenience. See, you want them to change because something about them brings something out of you that needs to change. I am self-sufficient in crisis sufficiency. Well, doors closed. What you want us to do, God? What's left to work with? Oh, support group, support group, we can do that. I'm not about to spend my time knocking mm -mm. It's a no-win situation with believers, right? You wear your mask, you ain't got no faith. You don't wear your mask, you don't love your brother. Ain't nobody winning. It, there is no right right now. Folks is, just, and folks is just looking for something to be dramatic about. Folks is looking for something to be discouraged about, looking for something to be nosy about, looking for something to condemn people about. Instead of moving on to what God is saying, what is God saying? And this is the hard part about this moment is can we pull away and go to the hills and hear what God is saying in the midst of all this other noise. I promise you, God's agenda is not the world's agenda. His church cannot be led 
by a worldly government. No, we obey, but he leaves us room for us to still do his purpose. He said, yet amid all these things, we are more than conquerors. 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 See, you can never get tired of declaring what God said about you over you. All these things, we are more. Terrence, you are a more than a conqueror. You, you are more, and you're not just a conqueror, Terrence. You can't just conquer this situation. You are more than a conqueror. You are exceeding abundantly above all that anyone can think, imagine about your life. You are more than a conqueror. You're not just going to make it out of this storm. You're going to overcome with flying colors out of this storm. You're not just going to make it out of this pandemic. You're going to come out of this pandemic stronger, wiser, better, taller, wider, deeper, more vibrant, blooming. You're not just, we're not just going to come crawling out of this pandemic. And gain a surpassing, surpassing victory. Surpassing victory. It's like if you're in a race and, and you, you get past the finish line way before everybody else. Like you do your interview, you get your Gatorade, you change your clothes, take a shower, and you leave in the stadium by the time everybody finish. Surpassing victory. Say surpassing. But it's coming through him who loved us. See, I'm trying to hook you up with his love. Because if I can hook you up with his love, then you hooked up automatically to what? His victory. My victory. So let the river of me. I am more than a conqueror. Say that with me. Come on, say I'm more than a conqueror. One more time, say I'm more than a conqueror. Look at your neighbor, say you're more than a conqueror. John 1, for out of his fullness, out of who fullness? Out of his fullness, not out of mine, not out of yours, not out of my wife's, not out of yours, not out of Trudeau's, not out of Trump's, not out of Obama, not out of uh, uh, LeBron, not out of anybody except his fullness. This is why I can walk in victory. Because you may not have strength for me today. You might not answer your phone to encourage me today. Your phone may get cut off. I may not be able to get to nobody today. But out of his fullness, out of his abundance, we have all received, all had a share, and we were all, we were all supplied. When, you, when you've been supplied with something, what does that mean? You've been, you've been what? Given something. So who has it? You got it. But he, you got it out of his supply. See, when I was a little kid, when I was a little kid, you know, I used to walk up to my uncle on Sundays, my little uncle. Not Uncle Willie, though. Not Uncle Willie. My Uncle Willie or, or uh, not Uncle Willie. I said my Uncle Willie. Not Uncle Willie. Um, and and I'm, not, I'm not ashamed of it. I grew up around dope boys and all of that stuff. And, um, so, you know, dope boys carry a lot of cash on them. Like Big Wad. 
That's why they didn't wear skinny jeans back then. Mm -mm. No, ain't no room for that. You can't even be a gangster in skinny jeans. You can't, you can't, you can't do that. The walk is too, you can't do that. And he just, he, 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 what you need, nephew? He pull out a wad of money. What you need? What you need? Now he about to give me whatever he about to give me out of his what? Out of his supply. And he going to give me something I didn't work for. He going to give me something that I was probably unaware of. He going to give me something that I was incapable of even making. This peace that you, that God has for you, you are incapable of finding it outside of him. Incapable of finding this level of peace and joy and assurance. And so he says, out of my fullness, we receive a supply, one grace after another, and spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, and even favor upon favor, and gift heaped upon what? Gift. He never runs out. This, this is what the blood and his resurrection has done for you, that even when you run out, you notice you have blown so much in your life. I don't know about you, but I probably could have bought a house by now if I didn't go out and drink as much, eat out. All that money in college that you get from financial aid, you just think it's free money. And no matter how much you blow in your life, he still has more. Now, now, look, the goal ain't for you to just keep blowing it. That ain't what the, the gospel is. The point is, is that you get to a place in your life where you mature. And what he going to bless you with on the other side of that maturity is something that will make up for all that you've blown. Say, I have the mind of Christ. Come on, give me some energy. Say, I have the mind of Christ. Say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Come on, y'all don't sound like y'all believe what you just said. Come on, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Hmm. See, see, when you're saying this stuff, I want you to say it like there's an enemy standing in front of you. And you got some fear inside of you. But you're not operating out of fear. He says, no weapon formed against me shall what? Prosper. No weapon. It can be formed. It can, go, it can be thrown. It can be slung. It can be attacked. It doesn't matter what comes my way. It will not prosper. It doesn't mean that it's not going to hit my life, Andrew. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to go through it. It doesn't even mean that the enemy won't get his hands around my neck. But you can put your hands around my neck. You can put your hands on my family. But you will not prosper. You will not kill me. You will not take me out. Woo! And that's why I stand in Psalm 91. The resurrection gave me the ability to say, with long life, you shall satisfy me. <laughs> 
No matter what I'm going through, my body could be aching. But when I put this word in me, my spirit talks when my lips can't move. You do know your inner man has fighting ability. That's why you feed it the word. That's why we worship how we worship. We are feeding our inner man. He said this physical body is decaying every single day. But the inner man, it's getting newer and newer, which means as I'm dying, there's something on the inside that's getting stronger. Woo! With long life. What did he say? You shall satisfy me. You've been called to live a resurrected life. Say, I've been called to live a resurrected life. Matthew 27. Jesus passionately cried out, took his last breath. Ooh, I don't know if y'all ready for this one. Jesus passionately cried out, took his last breath. Where was he at this point? On the cross. He was on the what? On the cross. And he gave up his spirit. At that moment that he gave up his spirit, the veil in the Holy of Holies was torn in two from the top to the bottom. If anybody don't understand what that means, the priest had to go into the Holy of Holies on behalf of humanity. And our hopes was on one man hoping he did everything right for the whole year and if he didn't we was all messed up Ooh. but when the veil was torn I don't have to go to God for you but I will but you can go to God for yourself the veil was torn man had access back to their father come on man had access Back to their father. Come on. He didn't just die for your sins to be forgiven. He died for you to sit at the feet of the almighty father. We'll say I got access. The earth shook violently. Rocks were violently split apart. And graves. This is the part. You ready? You ready? When he gave up his spirit, graves were opened. Now, I want you to see something. They, they, they didn't say after he resurrected. So this same spirit that opened up graves is the same spirit that lives in me. And graves were opened. Then many of the holy ones who had died were brought back to life and came out of their graves. This ain't no, this not no fairy tale. This for real, though. They don't know about you. But I once was lost. Well, I was once dead to my sins and to my ways and to my ideas and my ideologies and my philosophies. I was once dead. And in the spirit of God, I received. He leaped up on me and he brought me back to life. Come on, man. He brought me back to life. To life. He brought me 
back to the garden. He brought me back to victory. And he came, and, and I came out of my grave. I came out the club. I came out of my pity party. I came out of my insecurities. I came out of my fear. I came out of poverty. I came out. Say, I came out. And after Jesus' resurrection, they were seen by many people walking in Jerusalem. So when Jesus got up, they went up in the city. Can you imagine when people saw their faces? Woo! Troy? <laughs> Y'all get this picture in just one second. Listen. I want you to see this. There is a time coming where God is about to return you to some old faces and old places. Some people that have called you dead, people have not seen you for a while. You, you wasn't dead, you was just what? Sleep. God is doing something new in your life. You just be patient. You don't want to, some people you can't even tell what he doing. But God has breathed upon you. Those that are surrendered and willing, God wants to breathe in your life. And he wants to prepare you to return you. Woo! He wants to prepare you to return you. Come on. He wants to prepare you to return you. Hey, Sion, you're going to go back to Australia just to visit, but he's preparing you to return you. You're going to go back home, but he's preparing you to return you. You're going to have that conversation with your mama and with your daddy, but he's preparing you to return you. In a No longer have to be accepted. You no longer you no longer have to ask for an invite. Because he's preparing you to send you. It's way better to be sent than to ask to be invited. He's preparing you to send you. He's preparing you to send you. David came to Belperazine. And he smote them there and said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like the bursting out of great waters. David came to a point in battle where it took God to break him through. I'm here to tell you, he's preparing you to return you. That's why you don't have to fight your own battles. Stay standing, rooted, and firm in him. He's preparing you, and while he's preparing you, he's also fighting for you. You're going to turn around this time around, and there's some battles you thought you always had to fight. He's going to change your mama's heart. That conversation ain't going to be as hard as it used to be. He's going to change your daddy's heart. That conversation ain't going to be as hard as it used to be. He's going to change your co-worker's heart. That conversation ain't going to have to be as hard as it used to be. God is breaking forth on your behalf. Say, he's breaking forth. We called it breakthrough, the, the place of the breakthrough. Jehovah Belperazim, today we are blooming, we are bursting, we are breaking forth, we are breaking out. God is doing a new thing in my life. Say, God is breaking some things open for me. 
Come on, say, God is breaking some things open for me. One more time, say, God is breaking some things open for me. I'm going to put this slide up and you're going to say it with me. Ready? One, two, three. God is rearranging. He's rerouting. He's refinancing. And he's rebuilding. God is rearranging. He's rerouting. He's refinancing. And he's rebuilding. Oh, my pocketbook ain't going to look like it used to. The way I handled money before ain't going to be how I handle it anymore. He's refinancing. He's rearranging. He's repurposing. God is getting ready to represent you. When he got up, we got up. Pray from your heavenly seat. Fight from your heavenly seat. Give from your heavenly seat. When he got up, we got up. And next, next support group, you will find out where you sitting at. You don't pray from here no more. You pray from your seat. Woo! High above the heavens. Come on, can we give God some praise? Come on, can we give God some praise? Say, he's taking me higher. Come on, he's taking me higher. Look to your neighbor. Say, he's preparing to return you. Woo! One more big shout. One, two, three. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day that you have made, and we rejoice, and we are so glad to be in it. We thank you that you are preparing us. You are rearranging some things. You are going before us, Lord. So today we choose to get out of your business and get in your presence. We choose to get out of your business, for vengeance is yours. The battle is not mine's, it is the Lord's. One day they will see who you with and who is with you. You don't have nothing to prove to nobody. I declare your children are anointed. They're empowered with your presence. I thank you, Lord God, that someone in this place today, someone in this place today, opens their heart to receive you as their Lord and Savior. You died for us. You rose for us. And maybe it's someone in here who has never received Jesus in their heart. Maybe it's someone in here who has, but you have not been living the walk. You have not been in a church. You have not done anything that remotely is close to walking a life following Jesus. But today the Lord says, I'm here. They hung them wide and they stretched them. They hung them high. They stretched them wide. And today he says, I'm here. Return, son. Return, daughter. I'm here to represent you, to redo some things in your life, to rearrange some things. All you got to do is say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died for me. You rose for me. I believe. 
Lord, I'm returning to you. I lay my will down and ask that you enter in. Teach me your ways. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can we give God a round of applause, please? Thanks for joining us. Stay connected with us by following us on social media at LoveQuest INTL Church. And if you're in the Vancouver area and would like to be a part of the Good Life Support Group community, head on over to our website, lovequestchurch.com and RSVP to come join us in person. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. And in the meantime, get your love fixed, man.